Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Sports Ball Podcast. I am your host, Zach, along with my co-hosts, Andy and Nate, and we are here to talk all things sports. If it has a ball and it's related to sports, we're going to discuss it, or at least we're going to try. There's a lot of sports out there that uh, we probably will never touch upon, um, but we're going to try. Uh, we're going we're gonna to do all the sports. Um, and so... Yeah, this is our first episode of this. Uh, for those that might have followed us from the Nebraska abilities, it's going to be the same thing as that. But um, now talking about everything that at least we find interesting that we have a little bit of knowledge in. I don't foresee us talking about things like lacrosse or stuff like that. But hey, we might we might try. Sorry, uh, NASCAR. <laughs> hey, hold on. I mean, that one could be on there. It could be, but it doesn't have a ball. So we're going to have to... We'll have to talk to some people about it. Well, I don't know anything about cars, but don't they have like ball bearings? Would that technically count? Ooh, ooh. There you go. But I'll uh, talk to my people. <laughs> <laughs> so we are. Uh, this is our whatever you call that. The first episode of the podcast, the uh, pilot or whatever. The pilot. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, so we're expanding. Nebraska abilities into all sports. And so I figure um, it may be a little bit of background of who we are. Uh, if you don't know who we are, uh, we are big sports fans. Uh, and as we will, we'll kind of give you the background as we go through the sports, um, kind of all focused on the sport as it's going on. So like right now we're in NFL playoff season and NBA. So like we're going to talk about those two big those sports kind of primarily and then like the college side of things as well but um yeah so i will let you guys get any input before we get started on anything because this intro is all over the place right now <laughs> but we're all about it yeah. we're all about that we do it live mentality <laughs> no this is a podcast uh, about sports ball for sports ballers and uh, yeah we're well you know just kind of have a roundtable discussion on anything that interests us and uh hopefully it will interest uh you listeners and viewers as well <laughs> if you're watching this uh andy is currently watching the nebraska ball game i am in uh, a battle for my emotions right now <laughs> that's all right but like yeah said, like, live. like zach said uh yeah just we just wanted to give the people just more of our general thoughts outside of just focusing solely on nebraska and yeah, we're still going to talk about, you know, Nebraska-based sports because, you know, that's what we our first rooting interest came from, for sure. But it's nice to be able to expand and kind of include all sports at the same time of doing what we love to do. And like Zach said, just talk about sports, talk about our favorite teams, how mad they make us and how driven that we are to cheer for them despite how mad and sad they make us. But at the end of the day, it's sports. It's what we love. And like Zach said, we're, you know, winding down on the sad football season that I am very much not happy that it's going to be over. But uh, we're in the thick of the NFL playoffs. And I think we can jump right into that, Zach, of just we'll start. We'll just kind of focus on the playoffs and kind of towards the end of the regular season of, you know, this coaching carousel that we've been going through. For sure, but you know, this past weekend we had the wild card weekend where, you know, we really 
you know, I think the Dallas Green Bay game was probably the biggest shock to everybody. Um, I would also say right behind that probably would be the Texas Browns just because, you know, the Browns still had a pretty stout defense the uh, mm. entire season. And then the Texans just came out and just absolutely walloped them. Um, you know, you didn't know Joe Flacco has been good kind of down the stretch, but then, you know, he's kind of come back and just shows that his, you know, his age probably caught up to him a little bit during that playoff game um, as the Texans won that game. And then, you know, you had the frigid cold Miami Kansas City game. And uh, obviously, if you know me and know my fandom that uh, I am not a big Chiefs fan. <laughs> So uh, it's much to my disliking that the uh, Chiefs continue to somehow just they have a very average season. They had a lot of ups and downs, and yet here they are, one win again away from the conference championship game and being back closer to the Super Bowl, and it's just maddening and frustrating. But, <laughs> you know, with that, uh, you know, I don't – I won't dive too much into the Philly Tampa game. I'll kind of save that for Zach's our uh, Eagles correspondent <laughs> here. I'm not sure how much he'll want to talk about But yeah, uh, I think overall, you know, just another another great NFL season, regardless. You know, kinda it's kind of been an ups and downs. We thought well, I, I guess outside of our teams, <laughs> who we root for. <laughs> if you take away that fact, if you look, you know, the 10,000-foot view, then yes, it was a good season. <laughs> um, but, it, I mean, it was kind of the storyline of, you know, Miami looked like they were probably going to be the top team throughout the entire season, and same with Philadelphia. And then just, you know, both teams kind of hit the halfway point, and then all of a sudden just tanked on both sides. I mean... Dolph, Miami basically had the AFC, you know, East secured. They fall, and then the Buffalo comes and rises from the dead and wins the division. And you know, vice versa for Philly. I mean, Philly had the AF, the NFC beast locked up. Take the last what seven? What did you guys lose? The last six to seven games, or... uh, including the playoff game. Yeah, it yeah. Was, they were one and six in the last stretch. Yeah, which is I mean, ridiculous. it was. Yeah, you lose that many games. Dallas, we allowed Dallas to hang around, come back, win the division again. You know, and obviously we just saw how the Dallas Green Bay game went. And boy, that uh... technically, though, as the Philly fan here, <laughs> thanks to the uh, Cowboys losing, Philly's season lasted longer than the Cowboys <laughs> did. <clears throat> I mean, that's totally a technicality. Right. <laughs> just, you know, that's how the schedule <laughs> lined up. But still, it was nice. Uh, for a couple days. Uh, right. And I even texted you guys, though, like during the Philly, like beforehand, before Philly and Tampa played, I was like, uh, I expect them to lose. They, the way they've been playing the last two months, it was like, yeah. If they if they eke out a win, great. Then they go on to, at that point, it would be Detroit and probably get walloped. So it's like, eh, you know. There were much bigger issues that that's, you know, that's big news for probably someday in the future, whenever, uh, whenever that 30 for 30 comes out on that season. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a, uh, I don't know if I'd call it boring playoff season. Oh. Not so far, like not season, but like just a very, very <laughs> one-sided almost, if you will, mm-hmm. playoffs. There were a lot it's of like, blowouts. Yeah, it was either like it was the, a the Lions Rams was the closest game. Yeah, that was probably the most. That was kind of surprising, game. but yeah, and yeah, so then, was... 
I mean, I, I think for a different term of excitement, I guess you've got Detroit, like you said, Detroit being the most exciting, but then they finally won a playoff game after, was it 32 years? Something like that. So more than three decades, which is wild. Uh, Hmm. So, I mean, that's now that Philly's out of it, that's probably the team I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to root for. Um, just because, you know, Dan Campbell seems like a pretty cool guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Miami Chiefs game. Uh, I think my favorite thing about that game wasn't even the game itself. It had to be the lead up to it where um, Tua came out and said, oh, cold, it's a mindset thing. And as <laughs> as most of us here in the, the Midwest uh, I've definitely found out over this last weekend that <laughs> You can be outside all you want. It sometimes isn't a mentality thing. It's it's just cold. It's very cold. Yep. Uh, and it was. Nate, you don't get to say yep because <laughs> you're <laughs> oh, in oh, California. I do. I, do. I, guess, I, I, guess I lived fair. at a place that wasn't California for a while and uh, <laughs> got a little chilly there too. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's fair. <laughs> um, I still get to hold that badge of honor. But uh, yeah, it's... I don't know. It's been a weird NFL season, but there's, it seems like, I mean, yeah, you have your couple of, I mean, perennial teams, but there seems like there's a lot of newcomers. I mean, you got the Texans, the Ravens are not like crashing into the finish line this year. Um, the Lions are, I mean, having a surprise to everyone. Uh, and a lot of, a lot of different stories. I'm not going to name that other uh, team in the North. That's somehow still in the playoffs. Um, very unfair but, that they uh, <clears throat> somehow find a generational quarterback again. Yep. I still maintain that you know we have to wait and see how they play against uh, the against San Fran this weekend because that's going to be the real test. If he pulls off the same thing that he did against Dallas, I'm convinced. <laughs> I refuse to remain convinced until further notice, but <laughs> you, you may be biased. I, I have a slight, slight reason against that, but um, yeah, I, it's, I mean, like I said, you have your usual teams. I mean, Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, and I mean, everyone knew they're at least going to be in the playoffs and they have the players that have that experience to, you know, just kind of carry your team at least a game or two in. I mean, that's just kind of how it goes, <laughs> but it's, it's nice to see some of that new blood and uh, see some teams that are actually, I mean, even, even the dolphins are, they lost their first round game, but I mean, they made the playoffs and had a solid season and they're seem like they're at least trying to build something out there. So um, it's been, been an interesting season. Um, Again, like Andy said, not for some of our teams, but um, <laughs> <laughs> next year, next year is going to be the year for oh god, not mediocrity. Hopefully, <laughs> don't don't start turning into Dallas fans now. This year's, you know, don't be this year our year too much. I'm not. I'm not saying our year. I'm just saying not hopefully as bad of a year. <laughs> oh no, I don't think so. I think it'll be all right. Um, as, long, as long as the turf monster stays away, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> uh, well, so for this weekend, for playoff games, we've got Green Bay going against San Fran on Saturday at, let's see, 8.15 Eastern time, which would not be, well, it's totally different for all of us because <laughs> Nate's on the other side of the world. But um, And then we, got, then we got Tampa Bay playing Detroit. <laughs> 
Um, I'll be honest. I, I think this one's going to come down. I, I do think that San Francisco and Detroit are going to come out on top in those games. Yeah. Um, that's, that's what I'm I agree. I think, I think green Bay looked really good against Dallas, but I think Dallas much like Philadelphia, uh, as much as it pains me to say it, were a bit fraudulent there, uh, throughout the, you know, the back half of the year. Maybe not so much Dallas. Dallas looked somewhat strong in the regular season up until the playoff game. So, um, yeah, Philly did not. <laughs> um, and then uh, in the AFC, we've got Houston against Baltimore and the Chiefs <laughs> against the Bills. Now, this is where it could get interesting because, I mean, anything's possible in the NFL, but uh, I, I don't see the Texans beating the Ravens. Uh, Ravens have just no. been on a tear this year. and uh, However... I do think this is the year that the Bills finally get the Chiefs. I think I think the Bills offense is going to be able to score more points than uh, the Chiefs because the Chiefs have not looked like their normal um, high-powered offense that they normally have. Um, like I think Andy said, um, kind of a – not an off year, but uh, they just, not it, as – It's not as what you would think from the Chiefs, knowing they're, mm-hmm. you know, what they're supposed to be. And everything. I mean, yeah, the receivers have probably been their biggest issue this year. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of, you know, games that they lost off drop passes, um, all of that. And then yet they just they kind of somehow just, you know, you win the games that you need to win to stay alive. Um, it just, you know, at that point, it's just get to the playoffs, see what happens. And, you know, they probably thankfully drew Miami the first round mm-hmm. um, where they're not good in cold weather. Uh cold weather games but you know that's that's what it is and that's i'm just prepared for like i said the chiefs to probably make it back to the super bowl again because it happens just happens it's what the (laughs) chiefs do um they're really good at it so yeah that's uh that's what it is but i yeah i mean i think the afc matchups can go both ways uh Mm -hmm. for sure you know the ravens is obviously you look at the one seed they're high powered offense but i mean the Texans are no pushover either. I mean, if they come out like they did, you know, last week, especially on offense, just high powered, you know, they had two pick sixes or one pick six, but I mean, they had a couple of good, big defensive turnovers. I mean, that can easily, you know, sway the game like it did last week for them for sure. And then, you know, the chiefs and bills rematch again. I know the bills, if I remember right, they kind of won on a, you know, no call pass interference. that probably could have been called both ways last time they played, but you know, rematch of that game. Uh, I don't think we're going to have the same theatrics as we had to that overtime a couple of years ago when they were in the playoffs. But it's uh, yeah, just slightly different defense or offenses. Um, I mean, Buffalo is pretty much the same, but obviously Kansas City. But they, Kansas City knows what they need to do, um, and they they do it well. But I mean, that game is going to be. I think it's going to come down to you know, can Buffalo limit their mistakes because. You know, you've seen the losses that they've had this year. I mean, that's, you know, turnovers plague them. Um, you know, definitely just from obviously when they played Denver, just quoting for that experience, I mean, Buffalo turned it over four times and, you know, gave Denver a chance to hang around and win that game. Um, it's definitely week one when they played the Jets. I mean, you, you know, Josh, Josh Allen throwing 20, 30 yard bombs that are, you know, or I guess more than that, but, you know, throwing some of those that are just basically interception arm punts. But, um, yeah, I think that those games will just come down to, you know, who makes the least amount of turnovers or 
Uh, sorry, we're going to uh, we're going to overtime in Nebraska Rutgers. So <laughs> another fun, fun, joyous emotion for me. But yeah, that's that's I think you know. Obviously, I'm not going to pick the Chiefs. I'm not cheering for the Chiefs, but I just have a weird feeling that they're going to somehow make it back to the Super Bowl. Um, I would like the Texans to kind of be the sneaky chaos upset seed, but you know, it depends on which version of Lamar Jackson comes out for the Ravens too. You know, the Ravens have a really good defense, but I mean, those games where Lamar Jackson kind of turns into Josh Allen and you just kind of make mistakes um, can definitely tender their offense a lot. Um, So that's, I mean, those would be very intriguing matchups. And then, yeah, for the NFC, I think it's pretty much whoever can beat the 49ers at this point. You know, it's they have 49ers outside those three weeks haven't really shown me much else that they are prone to losing a lot. <laughs> so they had but, that they had that three week bat stretch and then they're like, okay, we got it out of our system. We're good now. Yeah, they did this thing that um, other teams usually do as well, where when they have a bad stretch, they figure out a way to adjust to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Going back to it, you know, the Eagles did not do that. <laughs> really, really cool really awesome uh but that said the packers do have a chance to do the funniest thing in the world this weekend which would be uh, I, well i don't like the packers but it would be funny <laughs> <laughs> that would that i think might incite the most chaos like because that's the first game uh no it's not sorry it's the second game of the weekend but it's the first game in the nfc where mm-hmm. If the Packers upset the 49ers, oh oh boy. <laughs> uh then then all bets are off. Like at that point I'm gonna be like, I don't even I don't even know because clearly they'll have something figured out if they do that. But any given Sunday. I think with the Chiefs though too, this is different for them this year finally because they have to go on the road. Yeah. Don't they? It'll so be Mah- well at least for Mahomes, it'll be Mahomes' first playoff mm-hmm. road game. Yeah. that he's been um, in his career. So that'll, and he, you know, definitely going to Buffalo is not a... Uh, yeah, Buffalo is not a slouch. <laughs> not a slouch. It's going to be probably just as cold. Um, I don't. I haven't mm-hmm. looked at their forecast, but I don't think they're, you know, having any snow, but I still think it's going to be cold. Yeah. Uh, and Buffalo because it's Buffalo. But... <laughs> it's yeah. Buffalo at the end of January. Yeah, yes. it'll be they're, cold. Yeah. No, no slouch to go to Buffalo and play either. Um. I think that's where they played last time this season, too. I think it was at Buffalo uh, in their last matchup. So, I mean, Kansas City's probably used to going to Buffalo, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, higher stakes, playoff stakes, and yep. players, players are different. Different. Um, you know, it's not like one team has more experience over the other. I mean, these are pretty much identical teams that kind of meet in these circumstances every single year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know, Kansas City just has always prevailed and i think that probably gives them the edge a little bit despite going on the road it's just they've been here they've done this before whether it's you know their best team that they've had compared to last year you know probably not but they it's still the chiefs it's still patrick mahomes it's still andy reed i mean you can't ever count them out in any situation at all um but yeah those are i think my predictions at least um my same page yeah my, unless, unless Nate's got some hot take. <laughs> that's not uh, the Niners Ravens. That's not the Niners Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think, that's I think I'm going 
I'm going Ravens Lions actually. Yeah. See, and then my my fun matchup would be the Texans Lions. Okay, yeah. If it comes down to Texans Lions, I'm gonna <laughs> laugh so hard so for the best. Lions. For the so best, really that'd be one. the funniest. That'd be the. Funniest I'd be matchup. so. Yeah, I I do think the Lions could legit do it. So I mean, I'm not laughing on behalf of them. I think the Lions could legit make mm-hmm. it. Out of all outside yeah. of the 49ers, I think they they're the other ones that could do it. Uh, the Texans though. That would be hilarious. <laughs> they definitely showed up in the back half of the season. Especially I will say they would they would have to go to either the winner of the Chiefs Bills game too, so they'd have to win two playoff road games to get to the Super Bowl. Yes, so. and that's uh... <laughs> any given Sunday, or in this case, any given Saturday as well. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah that is the Lions Bills would also be a very fun matchup mm-hmm. um, if that were to happen too. But yeah, yeah, it's uh. Fun, fun time to talk about other NFL teams that are not our teams in the playoffs, <laughs> especially, especially lately, especially with how. You know, yeah, the- I think Zach. I mean, Nick and I had our groin kicks pretty, yeah, pretty early in weeks ago. Zach probably has been had a constant groin kick, but it just kind of really came to full fruition. Recently. Like I said, I, I I was prepared. I was mentally prepared for a loss, but I was not mentally prepared for that bad of a loss. I was for like, a, eh, for it's a come down Baker to Mayfield coming out game. Yeah. And for those that are new that have not listened to us before, um, me, Zach, is the Eagles fan, and you guys can introduce your teams. We should probably do that as we go through. This is, you know, this is a new podcast. I'm the Eagles fan. Uh, Me, Andy, the Denver Broncos fan. And I, Nate, love the heartbreak kids, the Minnesota Vikings. (laughs) (laughs) Eh, you know what? And that's what, but this year is also a hundred percent of a good example as to why I think I just like the sport of football in general mm-hmm. uh, is because mm-hmm. a team like everybody at the beginning of the year was like, Oh, the Eagles should be really good again. And there for a while they were like, eh, they were, they were winning. It doesn't necessarily mean they were good, but they were winning. Um, and then they just weren't. And it's like the parody that happens in the NFL is always and football in general is um always exciting to see um i think but with that though there were also some fun little headlines that i figure we can kind of transition into we'll get to the coaching carousel kind of at the end here but i think my i think my favorite headline that i saw today still has to be um colt's owner jim ursay found unresponsive at his home (laughs) in december and we just now found out about it uh, so hilariously enough though so this popped up on my phone too when i saw it and i was like so as an eagles fan a lot of speculation has been happening that the eagles are going to fire nick sirianni which whatever if that happens but i was watching my phone like a hawk for that espn notification to come up <laughs> and so then when i saw an espn notification come up i was That's like oh this must be it <laughs> and it was instead about jim ursay being unresponsive <laughs> in december and then it was like from TMZ. So I'm like, okay, so ESPN just decided <laughs> we're just going to push this out, which is fine. But like, what? <laughs> um, I didn't really read into the story. I just, we, I, I felt like we had to talk about this because this is funny. Yeah, no, that's, it's I, not really funny that it happened, but it's like, it's, uh, it's, it's the fact that like, oh, it's Jan- what, January 17th. And yeah. like, yeah, this happened in December. So yeah, we're going to tell us now. about it. I would have liked to know like, in December, you know, right. I, I, I think I I've wonder, seen him on TV at games like in the past two weeks. 
<laughs> I I he just wonder lying. like how did he how like how did that get covered up? Because like usually That's... stories like this don't get covered up. So how did that happen? Like and I guess all that all that money he was going to use to move the beached whales uh, instead of paying Jonathan Taylor, he paid to cover <laughs> up the story. Probably, man. You know he has. <laughs> I, yeah, and I forgot. That's how the season started. Was Jonathan Taylor was holding out? I didn't realize that beached whales were such an issue in uh, Indiana. But what do I know? You know, uh, you know, a lot that we. Apparently don't know. I, you know, <laughs> I I don't remember seeing the ocean next to Indiana, but hey, I never was good at geography either. So. I think, I think, you know, if this was one of our own teams who like, if we had our own beat writers that we'd follow, we might've like heard something about it. So I would be interested to see like, if there was a Colts person that we, that somewhat knew of the situation and just like kept it under wraps or anything like that. But, I mean, yeah, it's a weird situation to, you know, not talk about for forever. But I feel like we would have heard about something after the fact, too. We'd be like, I tried to report on this in December and nobody believed me. Like, (laughs) you know, I feel like that would have gained traction somewhere. Mm -hmm. This is just such a wild, like, such a wild thing in general. (laughs) Like, I read this headline and I read four times. I'm like, I'm so confused. I don't understand. Far be it from me to understand anything <laughs> about it, but oh my goodness, um, this uh, this kind of uh, goes kind of into the coaching carousel I th- uh, thing, I guess. But we might as well just jump into that. Uh, well, before that, uh, the other big headline um, in terms of players now is um, Jason Kelsey was reported uh, after the game on Sunday, no Monday, on Monday to uh, be retiring by Adam Schefter and other NFL beat writers. Um, and then I think today, well, so it wasn't so much today. It was recorded on Tuesday, came out today on their podcast that, um, he is not officially retired. So he basically is, he basically went the Tom Brady route where he said that, um, he's going to do it on his time. He's going to make the decision on his time. He hasn't made the decision yet. He's mulling it over. Um, personally, as an Eagles fan who I would also consider Jason Kelsey, my favorite Eagles player, or at least one of them, uh, I would not be surprised if he does end up retiring. Um, he, in terms of NFL years, he's old (laughs) in terms of NFL miles. He's got a lot. So, um, and he's, uh, I quite frankly, don't think at any, at this point, he has anything else to prove, uh, in terms of his football acumen or anything. Um, and he's clearly got himself set up to go into the media afterwards. Uh, and he's got three kids that he can, you know, finally be at home with and do his thing. So I wouldn't be surprised, but based on kind of how the coaching search or whatever happens in terms of that, ha- uh, however that goes for the Eagles, uh, you know, uh, that he may retire, he may not. I wouldn't be surprised if he does, but highly competitive people like to go as long as they can. So mm-hmm. um, there's probably not much else that you guys have for input there, but that was kind of just the other big headline that came out today. Um, so to the coaching carousel side though, uh, the exciting one for me, maybe not so exciting, but um, we can just start with probably the biggest surprise I thought at least was um, Pete Carroll. 
mm-hmm. no longer going to be the head coach for the Seahawks. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people might say, a lot of people might say like the Belichick thing was surprising, but that one had been talked about for the past, like two months. I felt like where it was just kind of leading that way. Um, yeah, the, the Pete Carroll one totally by shock for me. Mm -hmm. I was, I was like that, but he's still part of the, he's still going to be part of the organization. Um, which is why, I mean, it leads into the Belichick thing too, but that's Mm kind of what I thought was going to happen with the Patriots too, is you know, they'll either force Belichick into retirement or like obviously what they did is, you know, let him go. But then Belichick is going to quietly kind of move behind the scenes. But that doesn't sound like that's what's happening with him, at least. Yeah. Yeah, so. I that one that one still that one shocks me for a different reason. The Belichick one surprises me because of that. What you just said, Andy, mm-hmm. the arrow one surprised me because like a week before they announced it, he had said, I plan on still had like being the head coach. Mm-hmm. Right. But then he came out after all this. They must have had a discussion that week. And he said, <laughs> he said, well, I mean, he's getting old. Um, mm-hmm. And he is. I think he's the oldest head coach in the NFL. Yeah, well, so. he, he was, I guess. Now. Um, so, I mean, I guess I was more just surprised because I, I saw him being kind of like <laughs> just in terms of his tenure at a team, not mm-hmm. anything else. I saw him like the Joe Paterno type, like that's what he was going to die doing was being the head coach. Right. Just that, mm. just that, not, not <laughs> anything else. Um, USC was wild, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Mike Tomlin asked by one of the, the writers in, Pittsburgh about his future just then walked off. off. <laughs> that was hilarious. Because it was a, uh, yeah, it was a question about his contract, and he just walked off the podium. He didn't even <laughs> let them get it finished. He just walked nope. off. He heard Which, the contract. He's like, I'm not getting myself fined, and walked off. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like he was telling players. I think it was either today or maybe it was yesterday that uh, um, he was telling players. He, I, I don't. This is my favorite thing when other like people say this like he was telling his players oh i plan to be around well yeah <laughs> like mm-hmm. <laughs> i can't imagine he would be like yeah you know i i don't plan on being here next week right like <laughs> like i don't think many people that mm-hmm. go into that are are going to be telling people that unless they're just that unhappy mm-hmm. um and i guess the only other one that i guess was newsworthy as of right now is mike mccarthy and I guess also Nick Sirianni, both um, fan bases being very upset with their head coaches right now. Both as as of right now, Mike McCarthy is officially staying with the Cowboys. And Nick yeah, I was going to say, as like a, month, year. a couple hours ago before we started recording. Yep. Yeah. And then Sirianni. Um, it, so the tweet that we had all shared or that was shared to our group, mm-hmm. um, that one was followed up on saying that while uh, while they're still looking for coordinators, it does not confirm that Nick Sirianni is safe because he did not meet with the owner today, which was supposed to happen. So who knows? There's still a chance that he may get fired, but we'll see. So that should be that should make next week's episode interesting. <laughs> so either I'll be really happy or still here. So <laughs> <laughs> my team won't be in the playoffs regardless. So it doesn't right. matter. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess we kind of already went over our team updates. Just sad. not playing anymore. No, <laughs> not playing. It's sad. <laughs> uh, but 
that's not we can move on to the NCAA and kind of tie that in with the other part of NFL, which is you know um, now the big speculation is is Jim Harbaugh going to be mm-hmm. is he going to be going to the NFL, which mm-hmm. is kind of I think the big absolutely is he. <laughs> I think yeah, I, I legit- he's already interviewed with like three or four teams, I think. Mm-hmm. Which I, I think he did last year too, and then decided to stay with Michigan because I remember I think he interviewed for Minnesota as well. Yeah, and we said no, so then he went back to Michigan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Yep. So I, I, I'm guessing this time around. I mean, <laughs> we'll see. Michigan seems like they're kind of running from some stuff, even though they just won the championship. But, and that's uh, that's the whole thing too. Is like, is this and part of Harbaugh knowing that like something's going to be coming down, at least for the NCAA, because the big 10 already did kind of their punishment, but I don't think the yeah. NCAA has done anything on their end yet. So it's like, no. is he trying to get out before that happens? You know, yeah. will I mean, will anything come up in the NCAA too? Who knows? I know the NCAA what, commissioner or whatever came out and said that they won fair and square or something. And, which not, yeah, not to worry about it. But which uh, yeah, I guess that is. <laughs> I don't know. Another nugget, you know, Michigan won the national championship. If nobody knows that by now, yeah. <laughs> if they're listening to our podcast but don't know that, <laughs> don't know that. <laughs> it might, it might be, you know, I mean, glad we can provide you the information, right? <laughs> um, and then to by, that, by the way, one of those coaches is, isn't with the team anymore, the yeah. other one probably won't be with the team anymore. Yeah, I was gonna say, um. Poor Washington is getting just. I know. Humbled. Just you're, you're like, oh, you have all this yeah. momentum, ready to go and do a new conference, mm-hmm. and then yeah, the big, the big news that I, I was kind of shocked by too was Nick Saban retiring. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then that whole coaching church happens. Kalen DeBoer, at least Washington, is now going to be following incredibly massive footsteps behind mm-hmm. Saban. So, well. I wouldn't want to do it, but if if they're getting anyone to do it, it he's a. He's I mean, he's got the moment. He's got he's the momentum gone. to do yeah. it. Yeah, right. I I think we had all talked about it too, and Saban did well. First of all, Saban just retired. Like he just <laughs> yeah. he just woke up one day and just decided, like, I'm done. Eh, not anymore. Like, not for me. Like what? <laughs> and I think you know, going back to like the Joe Paterno example. He was one I thought also, again, in terms of just <laughs> being on the field until he couldn't anymore. I I was like, that is what Nick Saban's going to do. Like, that's just, mm-hmm. that's what he is. He's going to be the mm-hmm. head coach of Alabama until he passes away. Yep. Until he physically cannot do it anymore. And then mm-hmm. apparently not. So, um, but I think we had all talked about it too. Like, with whoever follows up with Saban has almost an impossible job. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I'm sure coaching at Alabama will not be impossible because it's the name has been built up, but the most kids like along with it. Yeah. Like if you don't win 10 games this next year at minimum, mm-hmm. you, people are going to be calling for your head already, which is yeah. ridiculous. But I mean, I, I mean, another example of, I think in a fan base with some rid- ridiculous expectations might be like Ohio state. Like, you know, they've won 11 to 12 games every year the past Mm -hmm. like five, six years. And their down year is 10 wins or whatever. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I get it. You know, you're, you're hiring, you need a coach that you want to win. But like, imagine as Nebraska fans, all three of us, if we were getting (laughs) 10 wins a year at this point, we'd be like, Hey, you know what? 
we aren't going to argue. But <laughs> I say that we were also the same ones to get rid of Bo Pelini, who was taking us to those nine, ten win. I I didn't year, get so. rid of him. That was someone else. Right. That's that's also fair. <laughs> you know, we we could sit here and argue about that till the sun comes up. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Speaking of Ohio State. Uh, they hired Ross Bjork from Texas A&M to be their new athletic director, which I good thought old, was surprising. Good old Ted <laughs> Carter leading that uh, search yeah. as the Ohio State president. So I think that's his first major hire since he left Nebraska. I I don't know much about when it comes to like athletic directors, so I don't know if this is good, bad, otherwise, <clears throat> other than – the whole yeah. thing with Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M, mm-hmm. but <laughs> yeah. no. So <laughs> the, I mean, that's, that's just kind of, uh, <clears throat> so that's kind of the, uh, I don't know, the big Ohio state news. There isn't a whole lot, you know, now that college football's over for the year with other than coaching carousel, which mm-hmm. you know, outside of Nick Saban, um, there isn't really a whole heck of a lot else going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Next signing day, February, early February, right? Like the Something final like day. Yeah. Um, to no surprise, um, quarterback JJ McCarthy and Blake Corum are running back Blake Corum from Michigan are entering the draft. Uh bound to go pretty high. Yep. Baby Tua got his waiver denied <laughs> to come back to uh, for a six year of eligibility, so he's entering the draft. Uh, out of spite, I guess. <laughs> I had wondered right. about that because <laughs> I, when he said he was entering the portal to go play somewhere else, I was like, "Isn't he on like year six or something?" Yeah, mm-hmm. basically. And it's like, I guess. Good luck. Yep. Um, and I guess then for the Nebraska side of things for us, um, Nebraska hired Glenn Thomas as the quarterback coach and co-offensive coordinator, which I don't know anything about him other than he was uh, at pittsburgh this last year um but he has he's also with- yeah he's coached with role at baylor and temple yep and mm-hmm. there was i never saved the tweet but there was a stat that i saw that saw like it it listed as like you know offensive ranks with like satterfield as an offensive qb coach versus you know glenn thomas now as an offensive qb coach and it's like you know it's very like 70 to 80 difference in rankings between, you know, Glenn Thomas being the QB coach versus Satterfield being a QB coach mm-hmm. types in terms of rankings. So, um, and I, it's definitely something we talked about, you know, on our last podcast that Nebraska needed to go out and do this off season too. Um, yeah. I don't think you can bring in, you know, you know, the most prized recruit and many, many, many recent Nebraska years and not have a dedicated quarterback coach to coach him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was definitely, I think, Nebraska's most important offseason hire in terms of trying to figure out what changes you need to make on the coaching staff. And we didn't think, you know, any outside of like, you know, extending Tony White or giving him a raise or anything like that. I don't think we expected much of changes to happen um, just because, you know, obviously a lot of things went wrong that off that offensive season. But you know, at the same time, we knew this is not what Nebraska wanted to do going forward. We knew that they did not want to set up and run the option the entire rest of the rules tenure. Um, it was definitely not something they wanted to do. And, you know, I was, there's probably going to be play designs for Dylan to run the ball, but I don't think 
you know, they don't want to make him a running quarterback like they did with Heinrich the entire uh, season. So very, very important hire, you know, and then Dana, I always forget how to say his last name. Um, Holgerson. Holgerson. Um, you know, that I think that rumor is still in there. Um, mm. And at this point, you know, if Nebraska does hire him, he'll just be an offensive analyst. Because I think, you know, now with the QB coach and, you know, they moved down the current tight end coach back to an offensive analyst because Satterfield's now going to coach tight ends while still being the main offensive coordinator. So your full-time coaching staff is now full. So, you know, if Dana does come back on, he's just going to be an offensive analyst. But I think that's a, you know, if Nebraska does get him, I mean, I think that's huge in terms of just having his experience on the offensive side. Um, You know, and it could be just him trying to get back into a head coaching job at some point too. Um, after being off for so many years. But, you know, I think that's what we have to look forward to in terms of coaches. Um, I know Nebraska this past week, two weekends ago, or either this past weekend, it was two weekends ago, mm-hmm. um, they had the list of transfer portal players on site on campus, um, got three big recruits out of it, two wide receivers and a running back um, yeah. out of those portal additions. And I think the most productive one was the Wake Forest wide receiver Banks. Um, he had like, you know, 650 to 700 receiving yards, uh, four or five touchdowns, you know, 70 receptions last year at Wake Forest. Um, yeah. So he's you're easily your most productive transfer coming in right off the bat. I think um, the not, Texas guy, I think he got injured this year. Yeah. And I, I think he had a really good season with Wyoming two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. Year, so um, He would have then, had a good one with Texas. I think it was speculated, mm-hmm. but he got hurt. Before he so. got injured. Yeah. And then Dante Dell, uh, you know, you get as much time as you can at Oregon. But, you know, I, he was, you know, the top 10 recruit in his recruiting class, I think, a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. Um, so he's definitely a highly touted running back. Um, he's got a couple of years of eligibility. Three years? Maybe three years of eligibility left. So, um, just much needed death for that running back room because, as we saw, I mean, you know, you lose two running backs in one game, and you know, it's the Northern Illinois game, so it's like immediately you have to play, you know, the next seven, eight games with your freshman running backs and you know, and all of that. So I think it's just much needed death, and you know, who knows if he'll be the starter going forward? But um, I think, yeah, just much needed death. Um, the transfer side that Nebraska got, they got a couple of offensive linemen transfers, the one from Florida, most notably, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. So just a lot of – and I think that's what Matt Rule wants to do going forward with the portal as well. I think he's just going to use it more as, you know, either as needed pieces or kind of death fillers. I don't think, you know, he doesn't want to build the entire team off of just yeah. transfer portal players. And What do you mean? It worked so well for Colorado last year. <laughs> you know <laughs> – Yes, like, I know. I know that they beat us. Like, you know. But. Um, I think I saw a tweet a couple of days ago. I think, you know, with these transfer portal additions, I think since last year, I think I think rule has flipped about 70 roster spots just from coming mm-hmm. on from last year. So it's incredible. <laughs> Nebraska still won five games last year, pissed off that. <laughs> Easily could have won seven, eight, eight of those games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the offense had just been a little bit more competent, but um, – yeah, I mean that was our Nebraska nugget for at least latest football editions. Um, I think you know. something else that's key to note, and I don't know if this is true or not, but it could be speculated that he's the co-offensive coordinator. Yeah, which makes me think that if Satterfield doesn't work out as offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. that Glenn Thomas could take over, or at least 
could be the co- uh, offensive coordinator right. going forward if they get rid of Satterfield. Mm-hmm. Interim, yeah. yeah, either interim or like we fit, try him for a year until we find mm-hmm. the guy that we want or whatever, um, which I don't hate because, you know, I, not that Pittsburgh, not that the Steelers offense was anything to write home about, but being an offensive analyst in the NFL has to mean something. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and well, I think I'm, also, I think you already touched on this, Andy, but I think another key is also that now we're going to have a dedicated quarterback mm-hmm. coach. Yes. Which, yeah. along with bringing in Dylan Riola and all these other transfer pieces and everything that's coming together, on paper, it looks good. Ever, all, ever, mm-hmm. On paper, all the changes <laughs> that we've made this offseason, I think Rule is building. I think it kind of goes Net back positive. to what we said. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it kind of goes back to what we all said on the last Nebraska abilities, which is you can't build a house without the foundation. And I think last year we set a really good foundation and now we're just building upon that. And I think I, I granted, of course, we're Nebraska fans at heart. So of course, <laughs> every year we're off season champions 10 years in a row at this point. But, but I mean like this off season though, it, like <laughs> rule either, either rule is the greatest salesman in the world, which is totally possible. A hundred, hundred percent possible. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, you know, this next year, is going to be something special. And I only say that as in like, I could see us winning seven, eight games next year, making a bowl game, seeing that progress that we've been so mm-hmm. like, I think a lot of us are at least into the point of being realistic that, you know, Nebraska could actually compete. And the thing is, is we have other teams that are coming into the big 10 that have never played big 10 style football, or I shouldn't say never, but have haven't really had to play much in terms of like a full onslaught of big 10 football. Mm-hmm. Granted, you know, you USC and UCLA will probably be okay, but th- there's no guarantee of that either. There's nothing saying that they're going to come mm-hmm. in and smoke us either. It's right. Yep. Eh, we'll have to see. But and that's my biggest thing with, and I'll be super intrigued. Is obviously we're all interested to see how the offense looks next year. I'm almost wondering if it is. It's almost gonna. They're gonna probably try to set it up the ways they kind of try to set it up this year is I think Satter, I mean, Satterfield is probably going to take what he wanted to do with Jeff Sims and just try to do it with Dylan. And then he never got that chance because, you know, Jeff Sims was Jeff Sims. But I wouldn't be surprised. Right. I mean, they, they had to do so much adapting. But I wouldn't be surprised if, like, what we see next year is probably what they wanted to do last year with, you know, a competent quarterback and a competent offense. Um, and then, you know, you have to adjust and run the option, you know, halfway through the season. But I – yeah, I – I my gut feeling is what they wanted to do last year with Jeff Sims is probably what they're going to want to do this year with Dylan is kind of set up just the same passing offense as what Nebraska like what Rule wants to do. Um, I know he loves to run the ball, but I mean you can't, you know, especially with you know you have this great recruit and prospect in Dylan is you're going to want to throw the ball and now you're bringing in these portal additions at receiver plus you've got you know our young freshmen Malachi, Jaden Doss, uh, Jaden Loy, you know you have all these big upcoming receive, uh, freshman that had to set up, step up last year. And they did. So yeah, it's uh, I mean, that's our, I think that's my Nebraska nugget for the NCAA football news. All right. Well, let's move <laughs> over to the NBA. This is going to be a Nate segment. We don't even have to talk about our teams the rest of the year. This is just, this should be NBA in parentheses and Nate's segment. The Wolves are back. That's all you need to know. Number two team in the NBA, number one in the West, number one defensive rating in the NBA. 
number who's the one number in one? Our hearts. Who's the number one team in the NBA? The Celtics. Are they, they really? Have, oh, yeah. yeah. Both, I haven't even paid any attention. They've split the series against the Celtics in both games have gone to overtime. The Timberwolves won in Minnesota and the Celtics won in Boston. So if everything goes right, <laughs> could be shaping up for uh, a fun season there. But yeah, this is like the best season the Timberwolves have had in a while. Their seasons, like they're 29 and 11 so far, and there are seasons where they didn't even win 20 games. So we are taking. <laughs> every little victory that we can out of this um yeah that's that's about all i got <laughs> rudy gobert is uh, making a run for defensive player of the year Cats the wolves this shots. year the wolves this year are having <clears throat> similar of a trajectory to like what the suns were having a couple of years ago mm-hmm. where i could see i could see the wolves being the team that makes that run that they are like the definitive team now, granted, hopefully they actually finish in the finals and you know beat whoever they play. Probably the Celtics, it was from what it sounds like. Um, but yeah, to me, uh, so Nate is obviously the Wolves fan. I'm a Suns <laughs> fan, and Andy's an Alex Caruso fan. I am a uh, <laughs> I am a team that whoever Alex Caruso is uh, playing on, that is the team I cheer for. <laughs> and this the past two years, it has, it has been two or three. Well, either one, either one, but he's on the Bulls right now. So, yeah, at least my, I guess our segments will be short, Zach, because our teams are not good this year. Hey, hey, the Suns are the Suns are on the come up now that they finally got you know their big three kind of going through their rotations and the the injuries are starting to fall off and they're getting you know that was the key like from the Suns standpoint, from a Suns mm-hmm. fan standpoint, that was the issue at the beginning of the year and still kind of is is like Booker was hurt and Bradley Beal was hurt. Uh, Kevin Durant somehow Kevin Durant was the one that was like consistently playing and was playing out of his mind and just the rest of the team, the Suns, their whole off season was weird. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was good. Cause we got, uh, who was it? Frank Vogel is the head coach, yep. um, which I liked that. I was, I was good with that. I didn't think Bonnie was a bad coach by any means, but I was like, it's time. It's time mm-hmm. to get to that next level. Um, they had, this happened last year, but they had the whole new ownership take play take over, which is also good. I think he's been doing really good stuff there. Um, yeah, it's just been, it's been a hard start. It's been a very, uh, cold start for the Suns just because they haven't been able to get their, their big, their big guys, their, their big names in for rotations. But, um, that said, uh, as a Suns fan, I think my favorite person to watch on the few games that I have seen so far is uh, is it Nurkic. I, I you never quite yeah, pronounce his yep. name, but he's he, that guy. He plays hard. So, <laughs> and uh, after watching a little more effort than Aiton. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was which is crazy because Aiton still could have been easily one of the best centers in the league and just hundred oh, percent. And I mean, you see it now because he's with the. Pacers? Blazer. He's with the Blazers. 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 Okay. Yeah. It's just it. It's like he just seems like he's not trying there either. I guess mm-hmm. just he just doesn't have that fifth gear or whatever. Right. Yeah. Outside, I mean the NBA, it's not really just starting, but I mean it's it's in the middle of the season. Not a whole mm-hmm. heck of a lot's really happening outside of Nate's team going off. Yeah, so we got the trade deadline will be coming up in another month or so. And things we forget the about the that. Lakers winning their first inaugural in season tournament. Wow. I mean, another <laughs> ring for LeBron to wear. Uh. <laughs> so, uh, 
like the Mavericks. So I was I was looking at like some some lines and some scores and whatnot beforehand, and um, I saw that the Mavericks and the Lakers are playing and the Mavericks have like the better overall record. And like, they, I think look better on paper. And yet the Lakers were a three point favorite. I was like, that seems high. (laughs) Not that the Lakers are bad and not that the Mavericks are like the greatest team in the world, but it's like, what? (laughs) And I'm guess, I I guess I'm assuming it's in LA, but it's like, I, I don't know. Cause like, I know like in football, you're like the home team is generally given. What is it like? three points it kind of like the the home team advantage is is mm-hmm. minus three yeah. or whatever so if you have you know so like i didn't know if it was similar to that in basketball i have no idea but i just was like i know three points isn't the same as it is in football but like mm-hmm. still three points just seemed like a lot <laughs> yeah. I, w- I would expect like one and a half but mm-hmm. i don't know betting right. lines so <laughs> and then yeah. I forgot. I mean, this happened earlier in the season, but one of my favorite storylines was Draymond's indefinite suspension, <laughs> which is now, which is now like coming to an end. I know. I mean, I, I dumbest understand. headline was that he put Rudy Gobert in a chokehold, and Rudy got fined for it. <laughs> the stuff. Did you see? Did you? Draymond just it? loves to do that. <laughs> Like every time I see a headline about Draymond, I go, "All right, what did he do?" It's, just, it's obviously something stupid. See, and the best part is, you can always just be like Draymond Green. And it's like, okay, how did he physically assault somebody on the court? Right. <laughs> and the weird thing is, it's only on the court. Like, oh, I don't yeah. think he has any issues out in public. It's when he's playing basketball. It's not, like, yeah, not that I, yeah, not like Jamal Murray or not uh, John Morant with his uh, Instagram oh, yeah. live gun videos. <laughs> Yeah, those are off-court issues. Grandma just loves to do all his on-court issues. <laughs> could you, could you and then, imagine? And then if... the game that John Morant came back, what did he drop, 50? Yeah, and then like two games later, he He's separated out for the his season. shoulder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> NBA, I will give NBA, even if you don't follow it, if you have like any inkling of online NBA Twitter, hmm. that is like tears <laughs> above. NFL Twitter, I think. <laughs> NBA Twitter is just its own universe. Yes. <laughs> and then, like, you have your NFL Twitter. Everybody's in NFL Twitter, but, like, NBA Twitter is just it's, it's its own. Breed. It's a whole different breed. It's so good, though. <laughs> it's, it's so good. I think, going back to the Draymond Green thing, though, like, I think my favorite there had to be, like, there was uh, some article that came out where Draymond was, like, he had to talk, like, Adam Silver had to talk him out of retirement it's like mm-hmm. my dude <laughs> <laughs> like i've never i've personally have never had a problem being able to look in the mirror and be like yep that's me but apparently he does i'm just like my right. guy come on <laughs> and it's i mean <laughs> go point you gotta just see like i am the problem that's kind of like the whole thing <laughs> with the, the warriors now definitely the warriors are down on that downward trend but mm-hmm. it's i mean it's just it's weird to see like I probably most of our, you know, high school, college years of watching the NBA was just always the Warriors and whoever else. Mm-hmm. And now you just kind of see it's just kind of slowly dwindling between Steph and Clay. And, you know, they're obviously still good players, but the Warriors have just wants this dominating, you know, dynasty that just couldn't stop winning is now just dwindling before our eyes. But, you know, that's kind that's... of the same thing. That's the same thing back to like Saban and everything though, too. Mm-hmm. It was like mm-hmm. now all these coaches that we've, and these players that we've grown up throughout yep. 
high school and college watching are all retiring or going to do something different. It's like, what is like, we don't want to admit it. We don't want to admit it, but we're officially getting old now. It's like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to have to go there, but here we are. Well, I don't have any more NBA news. I don't, I guess the other, the only other thing that was of note, um, how do you say this guy's last name? Siakam. 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 Yes. Siakam. Going to go into the Pacers for three firsts and two role players. So, yeah. I mean, Pacers are Tyrese Halliburton. Man, I, I remember Zach. I remember draft night. Was, what three years wasn't ago? Wasn't he on the? Wasn't he on the Kings? He was. Because yeah. yeah. we were talking about, we were surprised that he dropped that far, and then mm-hmm. the Suns had a premier <laughs> chance to get Tyrese Halliburton, who everybody yep. like people were like, oh, like we should get him. Because then, because at that time, I think Chris Paul was still on the team, mm-hmm. and it's like Chris Paul can then retire, or at least you know you mm-hmm. can trade your point guards back and forth. No, they didn't do that. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Kings already had De'Aaron Fox; they didn't need another point guard. But like, so I like... think, and we had talked about that at that time too, and it was like you mm-hmm. have and Tyrese Halliburton was supposed to go like super high. Like mm-hmm. even the people like covering it on ESPN and whatnot, were like, yo, how has he fallen this far? Yep. And it's like you, you, when you have a talented player like that, even if you don't necessarily need him, especially in basketball, mm-hmm. like, I, I mean, in football, it's one thing because there's so many other positions that your team might need where you might not need another quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, not every team needs a Caleb Williams day. Next year, yeah, I would love to try to get a Caleb Williams, but they aren't going to get him. exactly. I would love a, and I would so, love a quarterback like, that um, my coach doesn't hate <laughs> that'd also be nice. Well, who knows? How <laughs> but, like in basketball, you can figure you can work those into rotations, like right. you know, yeah, sports a lot quicker in terms and it, it works a lot different. I think I'm not, I'm not gonna assume I have a pro at this, but. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So, I mean, the Pacers could be a real threat mm-hmm. going forward. Yeah. They'll be. I mean, they're not bad by any means. Now yeah. they're just not the Bulls. <laughs> the Suns... only, I think they're only five games away for five hundred, but they uh, yeah, they're just they are what they are. They decided they to run the same team back from last year that didn't make it out of the play-in games. So I'm like, yeah. maybe this will work again. And here they are, at nineteen <laughs> and twenty-three. Like, maybe it didn't really work. <laughs> If the Suns can avoid a play-in game, I, I don't think they necessarily necessarily be bad at the play-in game. It's just, you know, it's more. But if they can avoid the play-in game, that'd be huge, right? I think they could. I think they could make a good playoff run. Do I? I don't know if they could beat the Wolves. I don't know. No, They're, at that point yet. <laughs> no, <laughs> Nate, just definitively, no, they can't. No, I think they. I mean, they would definitely give them a run for their money. And I mean, Kevin Durant's. One yeah, of the best players on the planet for a reason. So, so. <laughs> and I, I think they played earlier in the season. I think the Suns won. So, I mean, oh, that's right, because you and I were texting table. back and forth, yeah. and Nate was like, "Well, congrats to the Suns," and like it was just like two in the afternoon <laughs> here, and like the game had definitely not started, and you were just like, "Oh, congrats to the <laughs> congrats to the Suns," because the Timberwolves are <laughs> they have to drop one. They've won like five in a row or whatever. I'm yeah. like, oh, just you know, the Suns will collapse, and then they didn't. I'm like, oh. Nate, do you think by February 6th that the Timberwolves will rest all their starters when they play the Bulls? 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, or, or is the March 31st game more likely? <laughs> uh, <laughs> How about you do it for both? How about, how about you spot us 10 just, points and we'll Alex see what happens. Just come over to the Timberwolves on a <laughs> contract. <laughs> the issue is I even at this point, if the Bulls do make a trade, if Alex is part of a trade, I mean, he's going to get a lot of value out of it. It's like mm-hmm. which team is willing to give up a big potential piece. Cause I think if he does get traded, he's probably going to go to a playoff contending team just because of what he brings to the defensive side of the ball and a team that probably needs a defensive piece kind of to make their push either in the playoffs or solidify their playoffs. We'll probably make that trade happen. But I think the biggest thing right now is uh, Levine probably will, if there is any sort of trade, I think it's going to be for Levine. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I mean, I would, the, you would think DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine, two great scorers would work together. And it does, and then it does it at the same time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think if Alex does get traded, you know, teams are probably going to have to give up some hefty options or some draft picks and some money because it's he's now grown to a point where, like, you know, he was all first team NBA defensive team last year, and you know that's an incredible honor to get. But you know, it just you skyrocket your value at that point mm-hmm. too, and you know he he does it every single night. Is he just he loves to throw his body around <laughs> and. You know, that's why God. he gets in. That's why he, well, you know, that's why he gets injured so much. It's, he just he literally just throws and dives on every single ball, and it's like, well, yeah, no wonder why you have a tweaked ankle and a tweaked wrist every other game. It's because you're diving playing, for everything. He's playing the wrong sport, right? <laughs> Put some pads on that boy. Uh, but yeah, if we want to transition to some NCAA basketball news, so I don't want. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to either. Uh, last week was a lot more fun if we had talked last week. <laughs> well, hey, we did try. We did try. Someone was sick. <laughs> um, so uh, we'll just we'll rip the bandaid right off. Uh, if you were wondering, Nebraska did lose tonight to the worst Big Ten team right now. So in overtime, in overtime, so super super fun about that. Um, but I mean, Nebraska, I'll, I'll focus on Nebraska ball right now. They have a lot going for them. Um, this is obviously one of the best teams Fred has had since he's here. Um, the best start they've had under Fred, um, and the best, best start to the big 10 probably since I think they said 2014, 2015, mm-hmm. that team, uh, that did go to the NCAA tournament. Um, but you know, they, you come off the euphoric, knocking off the number one team Purdue last weekend did it in convincing fashion at home. Then you go to Iowa on Friday, drop an absolute dud. You go to Rutgers tonight and, you know, lose in heartbreaking fashion after having two 12 point leads um, and lose to a team that was one and four in the big 10. You know, Nebraska sits, at, I think 13 and five overall yep. three and four in the big 10. Um, all four of those big 10 losses have been on the road. Um, but that just doesn't go from Nebraska. Um, I think if you look at every Big Ten team right now, is I think all of their conference losses have probably been on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, so no one is safe when you go on the road in the Big Ten. And I think that's the same with college basketball itself. I mean, we last week we saw a span of, what, six, seven top ten teams all get knocked off. Um, and now I mean, UConn played tonight, and they kicked the crap out of Creighton. <laughs> um <laughs> 
you yeah UConn's the new number one team and yeah they it was like 62 to 48 or something I think was the final score but um yeah they they're the new number one team now and goes to show from the rainy national champs but college basketball is weird every year and I think it's you know that's why we love March Madness that's why we love college basketball because yeah. you know you can be number one for so long and I think I they showed a graphic during that game too I think there's been six or seven different number one teams this year and we're mm-hmm. halfway through the season um so it's just anything can happen with basketball but yeah if Nebraska ball if they continue this trend uh maybe best looking at it in NIT right now um they're definitely gonna have to pick up a lot more games and you know records is a quad two loss um so it doesn't hurt their resume in terms of you know quad three quad four losses but you know definitely stings right now um and if they yeah if they keep dropping games like these uh you are not making the ncaa tournament um they're definitely gonna have to string more of these just get a little bit of a run like they did at the end of last season but just Mm -hmm. start it now at the same time (laughs) because i mean you look at that purdue game and defense won on that game and then tonight and against Iowa, it's just defense was non-existent. And we even go for the Wisconsin game, too, that they lost a couple weeks ago. Is defense mm-hmm. is just non-existent. Um, so I think it definitely is a team that lives and dies by how well they play on defense because we know they could score. I mean, they when they take the shots, they should take, not like rank mass throwing up threes. He can make the threes, but not my preferred three-point shot, um, if I had to be honest, from anybody on the team. Um, I would love, you know, yeah, your best three-point shooter, Casey Tomanaga, shooting the three, or Bryce Williams, when I guess he is making shots. Um, Jamarcus Lawrence has not been good this year. I think I he's taken a step back from what was a promising freshman year last year. But, yeah, it's just Nebraska just loves to do some groin kicks, and we'll have to look going forward. Uh, potential huge injury news that Juwan Gary left the second half with a non-contact injury, and you know anything about non-contact injuries usually not the best ones to have unless i mean i guess the only exception would be nick chubb having a contact injury but you got his leg destroyed <laughs> forgot about that yeah Thanks for that memory yeah that one that one was definitely a contact injury yeah. that could have been way worse than it was yeah yeah i actually kind of like when they came out and said oh this is what it is i because i think it was like what a sprained mc or like a- acl tear. yeah and they're yeah. like everybody's like There's no i was way. like i was <laughs> like uh are we sure i am not a doctor i'll admit that <laughs> however legs don't bend that way right no. and Juwan Gary tore his ACL last year, and I forgot which leg it was, but I'm going to assume until we get more that it's probably going to be the same leg, same knee that he tore again tonight. Because um, they showed him walking off the court. He couldn't put any leg on or putting any weight on his leg. You know, he was emotionally distraught and crying um, on one of the staff members, staff members' shoulders. So probably a good giveaway tell right now that it probably is similar and he knows that, you know, it's probably the season ending injury again for him. So another midseason groin injury kick for Nebraska that we love to endure. Um yeah. We should so. probably cheer for teams that don't kick us in the nuts constantly. <laughs> That's a, just, a, just a suggestion. I've always I've always had that thought too of like if I was born somewhere else in like a good sports town, good sports team would be like, what's their lives like? Like do they have the same emotional gripes like college mm-hmm. talk shows hosts? Like, do they have the same gripes that we do? And it's like, what's that? What's that fantasy life 
like for them? <laughs> like, what's it like being a national, like an Alabama fan that you lose one game, it's the end of the world, but you win the other 11. So, like, what's it like to complain about that, you know? <laughs> Hopefully we'll learn sooner than later. Right. Hopefully. <laughs> but that's my NCAA news. Uh, I guess – think the other big headline that I saw, and I'm just, you know, as, as I was looking through like ESPN and stuff today, um, John Calipari reached his 400th victory with Kentucky, um, which I I don't think should be terribly surprising. He's been there forever and a day. Yep. So, I mean, I mean, good for him. That's still impressive. I mean, nobody can say that that's not, but, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, when I saw that it was one, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy. I mean, I know 400 is a lot, but I was also like, that's it. I felt like he, like, I feel like mm-hmm. he's been there so long to the point where it's like, I feel like that number should be bigger. But then as I'm like thinking through it through my head, like, no, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's probably yeah. that's, that's pretty good. I mean, if you look, you know, just compare that to coach K who won 1200 games. So mm-hmm. and maybe that's why maybe my number is just inflated at a point where it's like, Oh, well, <laughs> Like 400 for a college football coach, absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. When you only play 12, maybe 12 games a season. Yeah, now with basketball, you, yeah, you have the yeah. potential to win 30 plus games every season. So mm-hmm. you can get to 400 a lot quicker that way. Than, yes. Like, yep. Yeah. 400 college football, incredible. Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. see. Doesn't Especially like when you're coaching guys like John Wall and Derek Rose. Oh. And <laughs> yeah, it turns Davis. out. Turns yeah, out when you have was. good when you have good uh, players, Marcus can be back in the day. Makes yeah. there's a name yeah. for a while. <laughs> I wow. One of my favorite things that I see on Twitter from time to time is like just based off that point Nate made is like guys can just sit around and just start naming like old sports players and just have the best yep. time yep. and be like, oh, I remember <laughs> that guy? It's like so long ago. It's like where did, like the names that we just have ingrained in the back of our brain that we can just pull out at any point it's like oh yeah i remember that guy or like i remember that play from this game you know Mm -hmm. back in 2010 it's like these things are just stored so far the back of our brain that we just have the ability just to pull them out at any point it's almost like a repressed memory but not not in a bad way way. like well i guess it depends depends on the play and how it affected you i guess but like you know I can say I can say one phrase right now that's gonna give us all PTSD, and that's one second. But besides the point, <laughs> which got brought back up when Texas in the yeah. Washington game, yeah, <laughs> in the I was. <laughs> I was uh, but thankfully, I, Texas got their karma back on that one. It only took what over a decade, <laughs> decade. <laughs> and, and didn't really benefit us. But that's okay. no. <laughs> It made I, me feel good. I think I sent you. Benefit. I think I sent you guys a screenshot of my Twitter timeline when that happened, and like yeah. it, everybody's timeline was the old one Mac Brown second. one uh-huh. second picture. Like every person I followed was just like was just tweeting out that picture. <laughs> it is still relatively unfair, in my opinion, that somehow Texas is now back compared to yeah. us. And well, like, I mean, they'll they're just as interesting. I mean. Just goes with basketball and football too. Is you know we'll see how they you transfer into a new conference. Yeah. You know the SEC obviously is not what I would think of as a basketball conference, but I mean you still have you know Kentucky when they're running, going through there. But I mean it's mm-hmm. it's interesting just to see all the sports go through. You know definitely baseball. I mean you think about yeah. baseball and the SEC. I mean that's a gauntlet to go through mm-hmm. going in. So. <laughs> 
I don't expect Oklahoma or Texas to do quite as well. You know, Texas is definitely a powerhouse baseball team too, uh, program. So you know, now you got to go through LSU and Vanderbilt and all those teams just to even get <laughs> to the College World Series again. So that's that's going to be interesting from at least the college baseball perspective of how they do there because that's that's a gauntlet i'm glad nebraska doesn't have to go through for baseball <laughs> i'll take my mid-tier big 10 in baseball and leave it <laughs> man we gotta we gotta start talking about baseball though because with the weather the way it has been the past uh, week here in nebraska it's like cold. it's like come on now like the baseball is spring weather it was 60 degrees here today just gotta move uh, states Nebraska's probably going to have a home game here in a couple months for baseball. I don't know. At the rate that let it's me, going outside, I doubt it. Uh, March 8th is their first home game for baseball. Good luck with that. Good luck. Against South Alabama. If, if, if Nebraska winter this year has – well, I shouldn't say this year, but if Nebraska winters have taught me anything, it's, that's not going to be over until, like, May. That's what's, That's just that's, – that's what I've always kind of – I know – baseball has to go and kind of coincide with like the college schedule Mm. but it's it's always baffled me it's like you know by the time you get to the middle of june like college baseball is over and major league baseball just has like four 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 more months of baseball um so it's always i've always wondered like is college baseball able to kind of push that out so like they get more summer months and just get some more like you know you get teams like us where you know nebraska has to go play their first to like month month and a half schedule out on the west coast where it's warmer and play these tournaments and these other teams that are out on the west coast or in the south because you know you can't play them here because it's going to be 20 degrees and snow <laughs> um yeah but I mean, even in march it's probably still going to be 20 degrees but you take the chance because you got to start playing games at home yeah. at the same time they should but, just go the they should just go like the backyard baseball route and just start playing in people's backyards oh, and like parking lots and stuff. <laughs> would love that. Like if you hit the if you hit the wall, which is actually like the building that's next door mm-hmm. to the baseball field that you're on, that's right. like a home run. Like, come on, <laughs> or, the, the answer is obviously right there. Right. Just look at I, think Minnesota, I think Minnesota plays indoors for baseball. I think. Uh, so it's smart of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no way they'd be able to play baseball in Minnesota until. <laughs> past april <laughs> and dead decent weather mm-hmm. and that's a that's still even a maybe right like just the way winter goes anymore it seems right well i think I you think transfer thing- that to i our quick mlb quick kidding note <laughs> uh, if there is are cheaters they somehow finesse the best player in major league baseball that defer all of his money to the end of his contract year. Yep. <laughs> so they don't hit the luxury tax. Like, how is that legal? How is how is MLB baseball legal in that sense? Money is fake in the MLB. And I know they probably I know they got a couple other big player names that I don't remember off the top of my head, but I know they're getting away with it and it sucks. Yep. But what gives hey. me hope is that they're gonna choke in the playoffs every year like they always do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's the same. It's the same argument that you know people had for Michigan is like, yeah, they could have been stealing signs and stuff, but they still had to go out and execute it. So, right, yeah. we'll see how they do. I, I think my thing that I'll miss the most about Shohei being on the Angels is those tweets that are <laughs> old as time. Is yeah, Mike Trout, Shohei Otani went, you know, six or seven with two home runs and seven runs batted in, and the Angels lose nine to seven. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, like something that hasn't been done since the 1930s. Yeah. <laughs> Angels still lose. <laughs> like, oh yeah, they oh. probably won by like you know four or five points. Like, nope, they still lost. <laughs> oh, those! I'm gonna miss those tweets though, because those were <laughs> those were old and classic. Because just typical Angels, but yeah, Shohei. How about those transfer to the Dodgers? God, I hope so. <laughs> oh, as if the Dodgers didn't rip my hearts out enough by taking Mookie Betts away from me, but. <laughs> It is what it is. I'm so detached from baseball, which I'm hoping, like, I'm hoping to fix this year. But like, I'm so detached from baseball that for like two months, I didn't believe that Mookie Betts was a real name, and I thought people were playing pranks <laughs> on me. And I was like, no, that's not a thing. Yeah, he was, he was everything I wanted in a franchise player, and the Red Sox let him go. Yep. Isn't that kind of like your guys' mo though? Yes, it, <laughs> it is because they just. I yeah, it just happened with Alex Verdugo. We sent him to the Yankees of all teams. Yeah, that was um, weird. Yeah, that we, makes sense. So <laughs> I know they've gotten a few players in return this season, but are like these guys. Are, we finally got rid of Chris Sale, which I'm actually happy about because <laughs> outside of the uh, 2018 World Series team, Chris Sale has not been healthy enough to play a full season of baseball. So the Braves will get the deal with that. Didn't he like but, crash his bike? Was it last year when he crashed his bike? Yeah. He, yeah. And then the kid, he's had Tommy John before and it's just <laughs> dudes had all dude will play two full games. And then the third game will come out. They'll take him out in the second inning because he can't throw anymore. It's like, Oh, Chris Sale's done for the year. <laughs> so I'm glad the Red Sox don't have to deal with that anymore. You know but. what? I, I can't blame baseball players when they have to play 4,000 games a season. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we could sit here and talk, make fun of NBA players and their load management and everything, but come mm. on 160 yeah. or whatever games it is this season. And show show. He's not going to pitch the season. They haven't yeah. confirmed that he's gone under surgery, but we probably all know that he's gone under some sort of Tommy John mm-hmm. or elbow surgery at this point, which I knew that dream fantasy of having the best two-way player do both and be really good at both was not going to last very long because yeah. it's one of them's going to take a toll on the other, and it was more likely the pitching one, which it has taken a toll already. So uh, I think they've already confirmed he won't pitch at all in the 2024 season. Maybe 2025 he will, but... I mean, it's. I think you keep him as he's so much of a better hitter, I think, than he is a pitcher. And you know that with the NL having a DH spot, I mean, just put him in at yeah. DH and have have a stacked, loaded lineup <laughs> like they always do. And then I'll wait for them to choke and play off Kershaw to show up, which he always does. <laughs> also great. But yeah, I, I don't think there's much else right much now. Much else, I've. Yeah. Griped as much as about Nebraska ball as I could. I could go on. I could go on longer. But. Oh, it's all right. We've got next week. We can gripe more next yeah, week. Well, yeah. next week. We'll, Some we'll stupid's going to happen between now and next week. Oh, we got the what oh, Northwestern sure. game Saturday with a bunch of alumni coming back. That will right? probably in a horrific fashion lose that game yeah. too because it always happens. Yep. Uh, is, North, is Northwestern just like Nebraska's kryptonite in terms of sports? Uh. Probably. I mean, they Northwestern beat Purdue this year too, so mm-hmm. they're no slouch. I mean, no yep. Big Ten team is a slouch, clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess women's athletics wise, uh, I know Nebraska women's basketball won tonight. I think they're up to thirteen and five now. If I, I don't want to look that up, but I know Amy Williams is always good with her teams. Um, They'll probably make another run at the tournament again, assuming, again, that they're on the same trajectory as they always are. 
but they're they're doing well. They're on a roll. Volleyball added a couple transfers. The one from one Minnesota. From the one from San Diego, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then Baden Horse left, which was no surprise. I assumed one of them between like her and Krause were going to go because Baden Horse took mm-hmm. over after Krause got injured. Now with Krause staying more than likely, and her probably coming back healthy on top of the transfers, I'd imagine Baden Horse was going to see much more playing time unless another injury happened. So yeah. that one, I'm not really surprised that she transferred out. But yeah, uh, volleyball, you know, John Cook is always going to do what John Cook does. Is they'll just come back more stacked uh, for another. It, year was it was a rebuilding year this year, and we were the national runner-ups. So. Right. <laughs> I think that's kind of the other thing, though, too, is I saw a lot of people like I can't remember which one it was. Maybe it was Batenhorst, but like where people were like really sad that she was leaving. But it's like there was probably logistical good reason behind it. But also John Cook has been a good enough coach through the past, you know, however many years officially at this point, like if something happens, you can't you can't really question it because mm-hmm. Nebraska volleyball is almost always going to show up. And yep. I say almost always because, you know, volleyball is another sport just similar to like basketball where, you know, even if they do go undefeated, there's no guarantee that you're going to win the next one. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, at this point, you know, players transferring out, uh, if anything, it's, it's full faith mm-hmm. in whatever John Cook does because right. he's got and it figured someone out. Someone has to say it. She was dating a Creighton basketball player, so she we was dating, have to question was, her loyalty. Or is I think she still currently is Probably. dating Baylor Shireman. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean that one doesn't really surprise me that that she left. But which uh, yeah. speaking of Shireman, uh, I I he, when I was watching the game earlier before we started recording, he was not playing so well. I think uh, my favorite was, but right. But like he may have, he may have fixed that. But I think my favorite, like when I was watching it, there was a graphic at the bottom and it was like, he was one for seven mm-hmm. <laughs> and it said right underneath it has missed the last six shots. I'm like, yeah, that indeed is how math works. <laughs> but then I thought about it. I'm like, well, he made his first one and then hasn't made anything since. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's probably worse. Yeah. That's worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, I was like, well, no, duh. But then <laughs> right. I was like, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. one in seven is not good. That's how no. I shot in high school. <laughs> how I started, I which is why I didn't play. That's how I started in 2K in all my games. Started out hot and then just <laughs> downward. <laughs> Jesse, when you like when you first start your my career guy, when he's like no stats, you make your first one. <laughs> yeah, 60 overall. Like you make your first shot, and then as the game goes on, you get more tired. It's like every shot you go up is like, nope, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ooh, speaking of video games. No. Uh, <laughs> uh so supposedly this is this is completely you know, this is sports related. So many different things. I don't know what to believe anymore. (laughs) I know, but, but so supposedly, what was it? July 12th was supposed to be the release date for the new college football game that has since been debunked, but it is still officially coming out this summer. Mm. What's driving me nuts though. And I mean, it's been, it's been long enough since, well, it'll be basically a decade. It's going to be a decade then since when, Mm. since the last one came out, I still want to see gameplay. Because my guess is it's yeah. going to be... We just, haven't seen gameplay at all. It's going to be That's reskin. That's what me. I, I, it, I think it's going to be reskin Madden with just yeah. extra features built on top of it. 
which if anybody has followed Madden for the past 10 years, <laughs> features built on top of it is something Madden doesn't do anymore. <laughs> nope. So I'll be curious how that works out, but no gameplay. And they keep saying, oh, it's coming out this summer. Like when? <laughs> like, yep. I mean, I feel like at this point, if we don't hear something by like the beginning of February, I'm going to be like, I don't believe this is still a thing. Yeah. Um, But who knows? We might have a college football game this summer to finally play. <laughs> I hope. Maybe. I hope. It's been a long Maybe. time since I've actually sat down and played sports games. Like, but man. They don't they don't need to market it, but a trailer would be nice. It would like, be nice to see something. Not let only us, let that. us know something is like happening. Not only that, they had the prime time to be like, hey, like if, if nothing mm-hmm. else, just to be like, hey, remember like when we said this like a few years ago, like this was yep. a thing? It's still a thing. Like just even if it's a graphic, like coming summer 2024 like just don't even have to get specific just put yeah. a picture up and be like yeah don't worry we're still here they had the I prime something time official. to do it they had some they had the prime time to do it in the mm-hmm. national championship game and granted that was the big rumor was that it was supposed to like there was supposed to be a trailer and then right that one was another one that got ran away with and now mm-hmm. i mean at this point i'm I won't be surprised if they just like drop a trailer randomly and then just let like Twitter <laughs> run with it and be like, Oh guys, look at a new college football game. And then that's what has the date. But <laughs> I feel like we should have heard something about it by now. You would think I'm, I'm getting worried. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. <laughs> I've been, I admittedly have been worried since like EA was like, we're going to make a college football game. I'm like, you're just going to do like, cause they're this all happened. Like once NIL became a thing. And so mm-hmm. now it's like, so it's just going to be Madden, but with college teams on it. I don't know. Yeah. And, and I mean, I don't play enough Madden to really be a be a talking head with it. But man. I've, I've tried to and it's not my favorite experience uh, with a video game. I mean, I played Madden back in like sixth grade and I loved it then. Yep. But like I was I was not recent, playing it in simulation. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's I think it's agreed yeah. upon that like the last good one was like Madden twelve or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which has been I don't know if you know, I'm not great at math, bit. but that's been a while ago. So who knows? That'll be something that we'll have to follow. Yep. But I don't have anything else. You guys? Nope. Yep. We'll I still think... back. Nas Reed. Right yes. on. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I mean, next week we'll talk about, obviously we'll have another round of playoffs under our belts for the NFL. We'll see who goes to the uh, conference championships. Who knows what Nebraska ball will do this weekend. I'll be happy or still very much sad. Nothing great for our health. Yeah, nothing great for our health. And then, yeah, we'll see just what other big coaching changes news kind of comes out within the next week or so. Uh, and then the other big story headlines. And I think that's what we're kind of, we're going to try to set it up to where, you know, we're going to touch on big sports headlines, big sports stories. And then, you know, obviously if our listeners have any weird nuggets, headlines that they see come across, want to share it, send it to us. So get our takes on it. We will appreciate any of that as well. Um, I love finding weird, like the, the quirky Jim Irsay story that happened today. <laughs> like, 
weird weird things like that to just come out of nowhere. It's like, okay. <laughs> well, I know we were I know we were talking before we started recording too. Like we're definitely gonna cut co- like we have to cover like weird sports too. I know oh, yeah. I made the joke at the yeah. beginning, like, oh, we're not gonna cover lacrosse. <clears throat> but like I went with uh if my a wife weird thing happens. Yeah. I went mm-hmm. we watched the movie um The Boys in the Boat, which is about the nineteen thirty six uh rowing champion that went to the oh. Olympics. Yeah, yeah. The Very George, good movie. New, new George Clooney, Clooney movie. Yeah. Yes, good movie, but also, like, I am 100% going to start watching Rowing now because it was so intense. <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> I'm going to start watching this, so I'll start talking about that. Good thing although, the Olympics are this summer. Yeah, although, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And although I can't, I don't know if we can talk about Rowing because there's no ball. Mm. Well, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you want to go there. No. Now. No. <laughs> In men's rowing, there is. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So we're gonna we're we're gonna we're gonna get wild and weird with it. So, <laughs> so and who knows if every podcast is gonna be this long? I guess it just depends on what we have to talk about. But yeah, we'll take any any suggestions of what you want our takes on, what you want to hear about. Weird, quirky sports stories, weird videos that y'all find. Send them our way. We'll react and see if they make us laugh or not (laughs) that's that's the other thing too is we're still working on format i know this this is the administrative side of things but Mm -hmm. i know if if you've seen our facebook post of kind of the announcement of sports ball and whatnot it's uh this is kind of an ongoing thing we're so we might not even do the same thing next week Mm -hmm. we don't know yet we'll figure it out (laughs) it's kind of a it's kind of a a building thing so with that Unless you guys have anything else, I figure we can call it our first episode of Sports Ball. And we want to say thank you for tuning in. Mm-hmm. Thank you for supporting us for the past couple of years, allowing us to get the confidence and build upon it even more. And uh, unfortunately, we don't get to continue with the, you know, Nebraska <laughs> possibility. It's a Nebraska ability thing, but uh, I guess. Let's while it lasted. <laughs> it was fun while it lasted. But uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.